This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. So welcome to another di- edition of the Kerry Dixon preview show and tonight of course we will be pre- uh, previewing probably the most important game of the season if you're a Chelsea supporter which is Spurs. Kerry good evening how are you? I'm fine thanks Dave. Um, yourself? Yeah busy 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 this week but uh, really 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 looking forward to the game on uh, on Saturday evening but before we get into that Kerry February the 10th, 1990, was the last time we lost to Spurs at Stamford Bridge, and I believe you were playing that day. You're testing me now. Um, we lost to Spurs 1990. Gary Lineker probably scored for them. Would I be right? Um, you would be right. Bummers scored two for one. us. It was 2-1. Two two one. One. Uh, yeah. yeah, John Bumstead, or Bummers as we like to call him, he scored for us. Yeah. And I David Howells, would you believe? David Howells, yeah. that's right. Um, yeah. Seems a long time now. Well, I mean, it's, what, 26 years? Yeah, well, I remember the the run that started in the 80s, of course, it, you know, where, where I've said before, the 3.9 situation come about. Um, you know, we had an ex down there, place, um, and a very good run at home now. Um they seem to be a side that bring out the best in Chelsea. You know, just a mere mention yeah, of the it... name. Um, Chelsea fans and players and everyone get up for the game. And You know, you look back at last season, you know, Eden Hazard been down in the dumps and he produced a wonderful performance himself and, and, and a wonderful goal, um, all to pretty much to see Tottenham's title aspirations. Yeah, it, it it is funny, isn't it, that, you know, because, of course, a, a lot of, I mean, you know, the the, the amazing thing is that, you know, if you're under the age of of forty, it's likely that you've grown up entirely with Chelsea beating, you know, our main rivals basically at home that entire time. But I mean, those of those of us who are older than forty, and of course that includes me. Um, <laughs> actually, our record before that, our record before that wasn't too bad. And I, I was looking back, you know, before we went on air. Um, but uh, 
we had some pretty good good results against them when you were playing. And actually, the, the other thing I found out is you scored quite a lot of goals against Tottenham, didn't you? Yes, it was one of the favourite sides I used to like to play against. But, you know, like all the supporters who listen to the shows and, you know, attend the games over the years, um, the players used to look for the game home and away as well. Um, it really was um, the game of the season when we got Tottenham. Um, I don't really know why, how far it goes back or when it all started. But certainly, ever since I've come to the club, um, it was Tottenham game is arguably the biggest of the season for us. And, um, you know, that, that message got through from the, from the terraces and from the build-up and the previews to all the games. And, and the players took it on board. And uh, mm. more often than not, I have to say, we produced a bit of an average performance. I mean, much of the criticism then based was about we... We used to play well against the poor, the good sides, and, and we lost silly points against some of the lesser-known sides, which uh, I'm afraid it was an accusation that was uh, invariably true. Oh, and that's why we loved it, Kerry. Glorious unpredictability. But to be fair to Tottenham, I mean, they had <laughs> they had a decent side in, in, in the early 80s particularly. So, you know, turning up and, and doing them was, was a very good result for us in those days. I mean, the interesting thing is, I mean, you know, like I said, you, you played in the last game that we lost to Tottenham at home, I bet in your wildest imagination you would have never have thought that we'd still be unbeaten 26 years later at home against them. No, I didn't. And, uh, oh, you know, I'd hate to do a show this evening and uh, previewing it for Saturday evening. But it builds it all up to 26 years and this was the first show that uh, managed to crack the trend. Um, I hope that's not the case and uh, there's no reason for it to be the way we're playing at the moment although they're not playing too bad themselves. Um, but, you know, I hate building up something. You know, so many times you see it in football, you build up situations, yep. you look at the great, you know, we spoke earlier on in the season about this great Monday night game that was going to be Liverpool versus Manchester United. It had to be a right damn squid. And, you know, mm. you can build up this Chelsea-Tottenham thing, we're unbeaten, we're at home, 26 years. You know, football has a habit of, you know, slapping you in the face just when you think you're... Um, putting your chest out and so on, it, it brings you back down to earth. So I'm not, I don't believe for one moment Chelsea will be complacent. They'll know what this, this fixture means to the fans and they'll know what it means to themselves. And of course, if they have got title aspirations, which we've both decided over the last few weeks they have, you know, they're going to want to win the game and uh, stay top of the league. Actually, that, that's, a, that's a really good point, that. I mean, I, I've been dying to ask you that. I mean, one of the lovely things about, about doing this show, obviously I'm speaking to one of my all-time bloody Chelsea heroes, but other than that, it's really lovely to, to, to talk to a, 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 you know, somebody who played at the highest level and get their take on things. And one of the things that I was thinking of was actually, I mean, can you explain why we've done so well against them? I mean, you know, does, does that kind of a run have a psychological effect on, on both the Chelsea players and also the Tottenham players, knowing that they haven't beaten us at home for 26 years? Well, the Chelsea players, you know, they won't want to be remembered as being in the side, like, like you just reminded me of earlier on on the show. Um, sorry, uh, the one where the, the end, Sorry, that's all right. That ended the, the ended the run. You know, 26 years, they want to carry the run on and keep keep playing through it. And um, they're going to be fully aware of that. Tottenham are also going to be aware of that situation because the newspapers will be saying it, they haven't won here and so on and they haven't. And it will be in their minds as well. And they're going to be wanting to break that trend, you know, uh, we stopped all that. We put an end to all this sort of stuff. I was at the, I was at the Tottenham game when um, we had a, a great run going against them, and they actually won. I think it was a League Cup semi-final, and um, they were quite one. Pretty sure they scored after two minutes, and 
well, you should have heard that Aussie was going back to Wembley. It was nice one, Cyril everywhere. And all the 26 games unbeaten at Chelsea, had, you know, they hadn't managed to get anything out of the games. Um, at all, packed in significance. And uh, that will be the situation if uh, they manage to get a result at the weekend. So, you know, it's a massive game. Um, take all the Chelsea Tottenham stuff away from it and look at the Premier League. And you're going to think, you know, two sides are going to be in contention. And as much as it's important, we've said over the last few weeks, to beat the sides like the Everton's, no disrespect to these uh, sides, and the Southampton's away, you know, you've also got to beat the top sides. Um, they're the six-pointers, and the homes and the home and away. And um, this is one of the six-pointers, because Tottenham are one of the, what I consider, six sides who can win the league. Hmm, that's interesting. I mean, you know, uh, that is interesting. I'll revisit that in a minute when when we talk about, you know, getting to the nitty-gritty of the game on, on coming up on Saturday. But one one other thing, just a final thing on on the rivalry really. Um, you know, in your day and I'm and in this day in fact. I mean, so if you could talk about your day and and what the players might be thinking now, but you know, are players aware of the rivalry that exists between the two sets of fans and actually really what it what what this game means to the supporters because you know, you can forget United and Liverpool and Arsenal and all of that, people that we're challenging, you know, really for the title for. You know, it doesn't matter where we are in the league or where Tottenham are, this is the biggest game of the season for Chelsea supporters. Yep, without shadow of a doubt. Um, the top people talk about the North London derby, Arsenal and, uh, Arsenal and Spurs. Um, but Chelsea, you know, it, it's not about the location, it's just that Chelsea and Spurs have over the years, and I said earlier on, I don't know why it sort of developed, perhaps over the next few days, I'm going to the game at the weekend, someone will be able to tell me actually why it is. Um, but it is there, and you asked, are the players aware of it? They certainly were in my day. I was aware of it the moment I, you know, sort of stepped my foot through the door. You know, Chelsea supporters were quick to let me know that Tottenham's the main rivals, and they're the ones we want to beat no matter what happens. Um, so I think all the players will know I think uh, in, in more recent times, the likes of JT, the likes of Frank Lampard and them, you know, people know about um, tribal sort of ways, if you want to put it, um, rivalries. Uh, they would have explained to the, the foreign players just what it means. But there no doubt, when the teams run out, when they're in the warm-up, when they run out at the start of the game, the noise, the atmosphere, you will sense the buzz. And the players who don't know will certainly get the gist hold on. This is this game has got more of a buzz than perhaps some of the other games we're playing in the Premier League, um, and they'll soon know about it once uh, the game starts as well. So they'll quickly pick it up if they think they don't know. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you, Matt. I think one of the other good things about Saturday is that it'll be under the floodlights, so the atmosphere should be absolutely crackling, um, just like it was last year. And I mean, it's interesting that you say that, because it's e it would be easy to say, well, only the English lads will, will understand what this is about. But one of my favourite moments from the game last season was William pointing to his Premier League uh, you know, holder's uh, badge on his shirt to the Tottenham supporters. I thought that was priceless. So I think they all get it, actually. That's what comes across to me, anyway. Yeah, I can't understand uh, why you know, they're pointing in the badge and this and the antagonism. But, but people <laughs> just want to join in and they do things their own way. But uh, make no bones about it. You know, all pub, you know, we all have Tottenham friends and they, you know, Tottenham people have Chelsea friends and so on. Bragging rights are all about, you know, what Chelsea do against Spurs. And uh, the only well, thing is your last game syndrome always kicks in no matter what happens. And uh, whoever loses or doesn't win or whatever, you know, you haven't won nothing for ages. Oh, you're only this and all this on. 
the bragging rights are basically as good as your last game, and uh, Chelsea have to make sure they continue the trend that they're in at the moment. Yeah, too, too right. I mean, I got to be honest. I love all of that. I mean, I, I remember. I mean, I, I wasn't you know very old at the time, but I always remember. Uh, was it Mike Summerby dropped his shorts in front of a crowd once? And I mean, that, that's you know, that's what it's all about. It's got to be about tribalism and rivalry and a bit of banter as well. So I'm all for a bit of that. Anyway, look, moving on to the game uh, on Saturday. Um, um, okay. I mean, obviously, you know, Spurs Spurs were knocked out of the, the Champions League uh, this week. And I mean, frankly, I thought their, their performance was woeful. So I'm, I'm kind of hoping... Uh, that they'll be quite deflated and it will have an adverse effect on them when they turn up and play us on Saturday. Do you think that might be the case, mate? Um, some, sometimes that is the case and the newspapers will make hay of that situation if indeed Chelsea go on and beat them. Um, but the players themselves who played in that and the players in and around the club um, will want to pick themselves up. It's happened time and time again over the years. You know, you look back at Chelsea's situation this season, um, Liverpool and Arsenal defeats for us. Something happened in the changing room. You know, players start looking at each other. Other players start to dig each other out and say, you could do better for me. Why didn't you do this? Next time that happens, if. And manager starts shuffling the pack a little bit and knows he's got to do something. Well, Chelsea did something. The spirit is good. They took it all in the right manner. Um, listened to each other. And they've gone on a wonderful run that arguably will take them to the title. Um, at the moment, it's still a wonderful run. And Tottenham are going to produce a performance, I don't doubt. But they will hope will leave their midweek European performance um, in the shadows. Um, of course, it won't be forgotten because they're out of the Champions League. But they want to say all the old adage about, oh, we concentrate on the league now, we're pushing forward, we've had a great result here, and we want to go on from there. There's, you know, people, These are old cliches and what people say. It would be foolish to think that a performance in Europe or, or a bad performance anywhere, those are human beings. They want to put that right. And that might give them not necessarily... A backward step, it might give a more more positive step. And uh, Chelsea would have a tough task. It's not going to be an easy game, this one. Mm, so be- beware the wounded animal, basically. Very much so. Mm, OK, food for thought. Um, the other, uh, you know, bright spot on the horizon for Chelsea supporters, I think, is the fact that they've got quite a few injuries and suspensions. I mean, Ben Davies is out. Lamella's out. Alderweireld is out. And uh, Danny Rose is suspended. So it looks like they're going to have a... A bit of a, ma- a makeshift back four of Vertonghen, and Vimmer and Dyer and Walker. So, uh, I mean, Dyer was in fact quite dire playing in central defence um, <laughs> this week in the Champions League. So, do you, do you think that's something for us to relish, perhaps? Eden, Eden, and uh, and Costa licking their lips, perhaps. It never seems to work out like that. It, 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 I mean, <laughs> I suppose the show tonight seems like I'm defending Spurs. I suppose I've got the pessimistic head on that. You know, let, let's not get carried away, Chelsea. Um, if you ask me, I'm sure you will at the end of the show for a prediction. I'll, I'll give you it now. I think Chelsea will win the game. Uh, we're playing in such mm. good good form. We're playing such great football. And all the reasons we've discussed before um, lead me to that conclusion. But I have to say, all the things I've said as regards Spurs, whichever team they put out, it's Spurs versus Chelsea. They mm. are under the same, uh, same thought pattern, if you like, that we're playing Chelsea. Right. Some of them might be thinking, oh, it's the Arsenal game or whatever. But they're fully aware it's Chelsea game as well. And, you know, they they hate it as well. And they'll want to put that right. And they'll want to beat the team from the other side of London. Um, so whichever team or whoever player pulls on the shirt for Spurs, they will know what this fixture is all about. So I wouldn't say if uh, 
Ben Davis comes in for uh, or uh, Danny Rose or whichever whoever they bring in, all these players will know what this game is about, and uh, it's not going to be easy. But uh, as I said, I, I think we'll win. We're playing very well at the moment. Chidge, J.K. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chidge, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. (laughs) It's all too much. (laughs) I know, J.K., I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. (laughs) Where do I sign up, Jij? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Well, I'm glad to hear it. I won't have I won't have talk of defeat against Spurs on any show that I do. Um, what one worry I suppose really uh, one worry I suppose really Kerry is, is Harry Kane, who is uh, apparently fit, although I know he's been nursing himself back to fitness in the last few weeks. I mean, how much of a threat do you think he is, and, and how much do you rate him as a striker? I think he's a very good player. I think he's a very good centre forward. Um, and I think any club in the country would have him in their side, and I include Chelsea in that. I think uh, we'd have to change our style and play Kane and Costa, because uh, I think if Harry Kane was available, I think, I think all the big clubs would be in for him. Um, there, are, there is talk about you know new contracts and you know money and stalling. Um, if I was Spurs, I'd, I'd snap him up and, and, and get him on a long contract as quickly as possible. But going back to is he a threat? Of course he's a threat. He's a goal scorer. He's he does get goals. He might not score at the weekend. Uh, like Diego Costa is a goal scorer. Come the end of the season, Harry Kane will have 20 goals plus. Um, that will cost us. So will the people who score goals. They don't have too many poor seasons. If they have one poor season, they'll go and have three or four good seasons. Um, that's the way they are. It's the mentality of the player. And Harry Kane wants to be top scorer in the Premier League um, with this season. And it's currently a position which Diego Costa holds. So, you know, there'll be a little side issue of Kane and Costa. Um, and people will be looking at that who will do better who's the best right? and all this sort of stuff this is uh, the beauty of when good teams good players get together um, everyone wants to assess them and whoever wins they'll say he ain't no good he's better than him and, and so on so you know it's another side issue but Harry Kane make no bones about it he's an excellent centre forward 
Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think he is a threat. And of course, you know, really, really, he, he, he should do the decent thing and join a big club like Chelsea, really, mate. I think it'd be good for his career. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. I, you know, whilst accepting that, that, that he is a threat, um, you know, one thing uh, that has been massively impressive uh, for Chelsea in this, this winning streak has has been our defence. And, you know, I was I was astonished to, to find this stat out, that... Um, Against Borough and Saints, uh, they they only managed to get one shot each off on target, and uh, Leicester and Everton didn't even manage one between them, and and it, and I think you know somebody's you know been kind of going under the radar a bit here, and that's David Luiz, and he was getting a lot of praise after the Borough game. Um, were you you know are you surprised about about how well he's played uh, you know since he's arrived at Chelsea because he really has been outstanding, I think. Um, no, uh, I wasn't recall actually saying that I'm glad they brought him back. I, for £50 million, I understand you know, Chelsea selling him, and it was a brave decision to buy him back, and many people say he can't defend, he's this and that, and he, he's elaborate on the ball and so on, but I was very glad to see him back. Um, he's a ball-playing centre-half. He's, he, he's a Brazilian international centre-half. Now, you know, when we start trying to pick players and pick who we want and who we don't want, you're not going to get many better than that. Okay, he's had a few ricks, and you know, over the years, everyone will have the same situation: goalkeepers, centre halves, and indeed fullbacks. It will happen. Um, but by and large, David Luiz is an excellent footballer, and he's a plus to the club. And no, I'm not surprised he's had a good run. Uh, why wouldn't he? Um, what I, what does surprise me a little bit, and I've just got to add add, add something in here. It's a little food for thought. These sort of things, like like yourself, say, oh, our defence has played so well. Well. I think all the purists this year and every other year have been deciding that we, the whole team must press. They must press from the front. They must pressurise high up the field. They must do this. Well, if you're doing all that, all that work is being done by forwards and midfield players. So the defence will have it a little bit easy. I'm just putting a tongue-in-cheek remark in here because when the defence <laughs> get the accolades for keeping clean sheets, you should include the whole team as well. The forwards take their part. Mm. The wingers track back. The, the wing-backs go up and down. So everyone plays their bit. So... It's a system that works, um, and, and, and it's a system that wins us games. And uh, like I've said before, it's not the defence playing so well, because if the defence are playing well and not conceding goals, then the forwards are doing their job and scoring goals. Both ways, it's the system. Everyone's helping each other out, and uh, that's what we've got um, at Chelsea at the moment. Everyone is helping each other out. Well, I, I couldn't agree more, actually. And actually, it, that reminds me of a great article that um, our great mate and uh, frequent uh, guest on the Chelsea Fancast, Mark Worrell, uh, wrote in an article this week about what's been going on at Chelsea. And he used the word synergy. But what, what he really meant was that we've at the moment, we've got a team playing like a team and the sum is greater or the whole is greater than the sum of its parts basically and I think that alludes to exactly what you were saying the other thing I would say Kerry you know that the defense the defensive solidity I agree with you I don't think it's just down to the three uh you know defenders I I think a lot of credit has to go to Matic and Kante who I think have uh you know they've, they've kind of developed a really really good partnership in this defensive midfield Area and I think that that's also re- seriously reducing the chances that other sides seem to be having on us at the moment. Dave, it's what, it's what we do. Is, it's what we do when we watch football. And what what we're actually doing here is, is me and you talking like supporters about our team, and we're saying this is the reason, that's the reason, that's not the reason. And you, you'll talk to another team's supporter and say exactly the same thing. Oh, we're well, we losing mm. because of him. It's a, when we're keeping clean sheets, the defence are doing great. When you're not scoring goals, the forwards are crap. 
But the reality is when you're doing everything right, it's the team that does it. And that is the yeah. reality of football. Um, you know, the, I'd be interested to see exactly what Conte and Pep Guardiola and all these managers and, you know, what what do they say defensively to Eden Hazard? What do they say to Victor Moses? You know, you've got to get back, you've got to do this, you've got this is your work to help the defence out. You know, if you, without being disrespectful to the three at the back, you know, would you think that they'd be the toughest, best defenders in the world if you think no disrespect to the lads there, and it does sound a disrespectful remark, but it's certainly not intended that way. Um, I would wish that opportunity. I'd say bring it on, you know, if I was playing against them. But it's the system. They can't, you don't get many opportunities to shine because Chelsea are playing as a team. They're hunting as a pack. They're winning the ball all yeah. over the field. And the three lads are good players, and they are doing well. Um, the whole thing is working. And that's why we've got an unchanged side burst five, six games. The thing is working. The, the, the saying, it's not broke, don't fix it. Yeah. We're, not, we're not breaking it uh, and we're not fixing it. It's just carrying on yeah. for us. And uh, I just hope that there's no more bookings, no sendings off and no injuries. Yeah, I hear, hear to that. But I, I, think, I think the main point that comes out of that really is it, it's not the defence, the midfield or the forwards, it's not the individuals, it is the fact that they are playing so well together as a team and it's really gelled. Correct. And it is a joy to see, isn't it, really? Um, anyway, we should we should really have a think about, uh, you know, how it's going to go on Saturday. Um, you know, for me, there's a couple of interesting things at play here and you, you've alluded to this already, actually, and, and, and I have a suspicion, being a derby match, it's going to be pretty fractious and, and tight. And, of course, last year, uh, you know, Tottenham... Uh, you know, came well. Actually, wasn't it? it? Was this year, wasn't it? But towards the end of the season, they came out and tried to kick lumps out of Chelsea. So the question I have for you is: Do you see it being a pretty fractious derby? Do you think it, it you know, that, that it might get a bit violent? And uh, do you think that some of our players might be after a bit of retribution after last uh, after last season's match? In terms of the violence, no, I don't think there'll be too much violence. Um, not on the field, anyway. I don't know about off the field, <laughs> but um, you know, I hope there's not. But uh, you know, exactly. Football's changed from uh, the, the 80s and when, when I was playing, and you know, when you could probably expect violence on and off the field. Um, things have changed. Um, referees keep good control, cameras everywhere, can't get away with much. So, no, I don't expect that. If players get drawn into that situation, it'll be foolish because, you know, they'll be down to 10 men. And I hope Chelsea players, if they are antagonised, don't react. Um, Chelsea, for their part, just got to get on and play their game. Um, Tottenham, I mean, looking to upset them, upset Chelsea, and they'll be hoping to go away with a point. You know, a point is a good result for Spurs away mm. at Chelsea at the moment. Um, how they do it, you know, park the bus or whatever, they might play the natural game. It might be a cracking, entertaining game because there's plenty of good forwards on show. Um, but as we've already said, there's plenty of good defenders on show as well. It could be a nil-nil. Um, who knows? Um, will it be violent? Will it be what? Will, will it be fractious? There'll be an edge to it for sure. There'll be an edge in the crowd. There'll be taunting, there'll be banter. Uh, players will be aware of it, and you'll want to, as a player, you'll want to win your individual battle. Harry Kane will be up against Louise and Kale. Each will want to win their own battle. And if they do, they'll know that their side is starting to get on top. Um, and the same will, will, will apply the other end with Diego Costa and whoever, they, whoever Tottenham have got at the back. So, you know, battles will be all over the field. And, you know, in, in these tight games, as is in every game, you've got to win your own individual battle. And if more Chelsea players are winning their battles, then uh, 
as I expect Chelsea will go on and win the game. But I think it'll be tight. Mm. I don't think it's going to be a goal fest. Um, you ask me what I think. I think it could be Chelsea once again by the odd goal. Mm. So 1-0, 2-1? One, 1-0, two, one. One, two, one. The reason I say 1-0, 2-1 by the odd goal, I think at the moment Chelsea can rise. If Tottenham are to score, I think Chelsea have got that in them to come back at the moment. The crowd will get behind them for this game. It will be a raucous atmosphere. You know, they'll know what it's about. Um, and if Tottenham, if Tottenham were to equalise, I think Chelsea have got it in them again to go again. You know, keep their noses in front. I, I think, by the odd goal. Um, I don't see a yeah. goal fest, even with Tottenham's defensive problems. I'd love to see one, mind you, but uh, especially if it's in our favour. But uh, I don't expect it. Mm. I tell you what, uh, you know, I, I agree with that actually, almost, almost entirely. I mean, one of the things I found very interesting what you just said there was that uh, you, you, you think that the Chelsea players will be professional enough not to get drawn into, you know, uh, kicking lumps out of each other fest. And of course, I think that's exactly what happened last time out because they did get kicked off the park. And it, I think for me that was a deliberate tactic to see if they could, you know, get the rise out of them. And I thought, I thought the Chelsea players handled that exceptionally. Uh, in the in the match uh, uh, last season, so that gives me confidence that actually, if if Tottenham try that strategy again, it's not going to work, and that we will rise above it. And I hope we do. Um, here's a stat for you: um, Chelsea have scored ten ninetieth minute goals against Spurs, and that's the joint most by any Premier League team. So I've got a feeling, Kerry, that, that, that I. Is that I yeah, well, I, I'm, no, not necessarily. It could be like an equalising goal as well, because we've had a few draws against them in recent times as well. But, I mean, what it tells right. me is that that, conform, that conforms to my view. I, I agree with you. I think it's going to be very, very tight, and it's going to be a fractious derby with a crackly atmosphere. And I'm going to go for 2-1, and I can see us scoring a winner in the last minute. I can see that happening. So what do you think of that? Well, I'd like it to be a little bit before that, um, just to settle some nerves, <laughs> but uh, a winner in the last minute would be great. There's nothing like a last-minute winner, is there? It's it's, it's for, for for the supporters. It's it's one of the uh, you know it just absolutely makes the stadium erupt, uh, particularly in a derby match. I mean, even that. I mean, like last season uh, when JT scored the equaliser in the three-three against Everton, it was just absolutely mental. So to to do that to a rival like Spurs, there is nothing sweeter than that. Do you do you remember many last-minute winners? Did you score many last-minute winners? Well, I can't remember too many last-minute winners. I remember coming back from 3-0 down at Cardiff, um, away from home. Uh, in six minutes, I think it was, 3-0 down, and we come back to draw 3 all. Um Not many people remember that one. I mean, a few people have been on the internet recently about games that they remember and so on. That was a game that uh, we thought was dead and buried. And, of course, um, there was a famous one. It wasn't a last-minute one, but it was a last-minute conceded by... Doug Woodbury up at Sheffield Wednesday when we come back from 3 0 down and went 4 3 up, and then Doug took Mel Sterling, who got up and scored the penalty. So, you know, yeah. but, no, by the time next week, I mean, I'll see you at the weekend, hopefully, Dave, but uh, I'd have thought of one or two last minute winners. All right. I'll well, I'll do a bit of research as well and see if, if I can. Think, if you think of any yourself, please let me know, but nothing springs to mind at the moment. I, sh- I shall ask the great oracle because you see I've got an appalling memory basically Kerry I'm, t- I'm terrible so I quite often have to look these things up but I shall ask my mate Kelvin Barker who is the oracle on all things uh, Chelsea in the 80s as you well know now you uh, you gave us a quick uh, uh, a plug there almost because I can reveal that the second most important thing happening 
on Saturday, uh, only behind the uh, the Chelsea Spurs match by a shorthead, is the fact that you will be appearing at the CFC UK stall to sign more of your books. Yeah, I mean, it went quite well last time. Both Dave and Mark invited me back. They said, you know, it, it's good for them. You know, they're sending more fanzines and you know, of course, uh, there's a, I'll be able to sign a few books if people want to bring them along, or there'll be a few to sell. I mean, I don't think there's not hundreds, of course, but there'll certainly be a few available, and uh, I'll be only too happy to sign. So, thanks for plugging it, and uh, yeah, and thanks to Dave Johnson and Mark Worrell for allowing me to do that, and you know, supporting the fact. So, but yeah, I'll be there between two and four, uh, two and four, and uh, hopefully, anyone who wants a book signed, got or want to buy one, um, by all means, come along, and I'll be happy to oblige. Well, that's brilliant stuff. I've I've definitely put an order in for a, a young lad uh, who listens to the the Chelsea fancast every week uh, for a present for his old man. So uh, I've got all that brilliant. already sorted out. So there you go, brilliant. Well, look, good luck with that, and of course, good luck to all of us against Spurs on Saturday. Let's hope uh, next uh, next week we will be celebrating that fact. Uh, but until then, Kerry, thanks so much. It's been great to talk to you as always. Thank you very much, Dave, and I'm sure we will be. Lovely stuff. Take care, mate. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.